Hello everyone, this is Devin Thorpe. I'm a Forbes contributor covering social entrepreneurship and impact investing and today we have a, a really unique opportunity to sit right in the center of the space I like to cover here with uh, a discussion with an extraordinary individual who's actually been with us before, uh, Robert S. Kaplan, the former vice chairman of Goldman Sachs, a Harvard professor and co-chairman of Draper Richards Kaplan. Uh, Rob, thank you very much for joining us again. Thank you, Devin. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's entirely our pleasure. I'm excited to learn more about the rather pioneering approach that you have taken at Draper Richards Kaplan, DRK, to lead this venture philanthropy approach to uh, catalyzing uh, philanthropy. I, I, I think you pioneered it, but it's being emulated by others in the the kind of the billionaire group of people that are growing up in Silicon Valley especially, but tell us a little bit about your model and how you came up with it. So let me first give credit. Bill Draper and Robin Richards uh, started this uh, uh, now basically uh, more than 10 years ago, and uh, they're both venture capitalists. I'm not a venture capitalist, so I've had a lot to learn from them, but they started this uh, and with a small fund, and they backed a number of early stage nonprofits and the concept they came up with is let's back uh, uh, not-for-profits the same way we do on a venture capital startup. We'll go on the board for three years, we will give them 100000 a year for three years in a row, and we will work with them uh, coaching leaders to develop their enterprise and we'll only do early stage. I, I met them in 2009 and became partners with Bill and Robin in 2010 and Draper Richards became Draper Richards Kaplan. And this fit very well with my background because I teach leadership and I work with leaders. We have since raised a $35 million fund, but with the same concept. We, we look for, we do about 12 to 14 nonprofits every year we help, uh, I guess, foster and incubate. We look at 500 nonprofits a year. We pick, we pick entrepreneurs, though, that are at an early stage, which means to us they're developed enough, they have a concept that they've at least tried out, maybe just a beta test, but they're small enough, probably a budget of 100 or 200,000, that they still need help. Our mission, again, is to go on the board for three years, coach them, mentor them, bring them together once a year uh, in a conference with other entrepreneurs, their peers, uh, talk to them regularly during the year and basically help them become sustainable nonprofit leaders. And I think the average budget when they start uh, our, for our fellows is probably about 200,000 a year plus or minus. And by the time they graduate, it's closer to two and a half million. And we at this stage include what Bill and Robin have done and what we've done since 2010. We've backed close to 50 nonprofit entrepreneurs like names like Room to Read, Kiva, but more recently, Serum, uh, Little Kids Rock, uh, The Mission Continues, and it goes on and on. We've, we, we approve a new one about every month. We now have five managing directors, and all they do is look for nonprofits, and then we go on the board. On one hand, it seems natural to take lessons from the startup community and apply them to nonprofits. On the other hand, it seems completely unnatural, irrational. Uh, how did you make that leap as an organization? Well, and it is different. The one thing about the venture world is 
uh, and I'll, I'll bastardize what I'm about to say. Let's say for every 10 investments you do, you have two big winners and you might have X number of losers and some are in between. In the nonprofit world, that's not how we think about this. We want to add value and see succeed every nonprofit we back. We're looking to bat a thousand. Now we don't always, but we're looking to create sustainable nonprofits. And so it's a little different in that we give about an equal amount of time to every one of our nonprofit entrepreneurs, where if our real venture capitalist for profit, I probably would spend a little more time with some than others, but we try to give a substantial amount of time to every one of them. There are cross, uh, we're, we're issue agnostic. It could be crop yields in Uganda, like one acre fund. It could be uh, Global Health Corp with Barbara Bush does, training health care workers in, uh, in Africa. It could be training teachers in the United States Urban Teacher Center. But we believe all these causes are worthwhile. And our mission is to coach them and spend time with them like a venture capitalist would. But it fits very much with what we teach, what I teach at school. Vision, priorities, alignment. How do you add value? Uh, develop a strategy, build an organization, and then foster an uh, organization that can make a sustainable impact. And how is it working? I mean, clearly, you, we, we look at a, or an organization like Kiva and we say that has scaled beyond it has. anyone's dream of what that might have been 10 years ago. Right. Uh, is that typical? No, uh, the result? it's not typical. T Kiva... You know, Kiva, Little Kids Rock, Room to Read is is really an outlier, but they don't all uh, get that big. Uh, but size is not is not necessarily the best indicator. We're backing uh, a project that Vanessa Cara is doing to train doctors in emerging countries. You know, the size that ultimately comes is not the most important thing. The quality of the service. Uh, the impact they make even in a local community. Uh, we try to scale impact, but scale is not the be-all, end-all. So what we're looking for, given what their mission is, are they making an impact for starters on someone, and they most likely are, and then ideally on a community, and if possible, like Kiva, on an entire system. We also tend to back people who do things that are disruptive, and it, that, that get used, used a lot in the, in the for-profit world, but every, almost everything we back is a novel idea, a different way to go at it. Uh, refugee uh, relocation, which is called Refuge Point, it's a novel way to help refugees from overseas. Uh, we're backing something we just did recently called Serum, which is repurposing unused drugs to, to, from hospitals to use in community clinics. That's an innovative idea. It's, it's disruptive. It's new. It's a new way to think about something. I'm sure we'll do something soon to repurpose food, uh, where you know that from from Whole Foods uh, and use in soup kitchens. But that's that's what we're looking for. But at the end of the day, what we do probably most importantly is we train leaders. And tell us a little bit about the mentoring side of this, that training side of this. That's a perfect segue. So every one of each of our managing directors goes on the board of one of these nonprofits, but one of our managing directors on. They want, uh, people who run these nonprofits, they'll wind up meeting probably all of our managing directors, and they almost certainly wind up meeting Bill Draper, Robin Richards, and me. And Bill is a great coach, Robin is a great coach, uh, uh, I try to be a great coach, and we try, we do trainings, we talk to them, we mentor them, and each of them is a different person, they each have different needs, 
Some of them maybe aren't good at delegating. We have to help them do that. Some of them are a little bashful about raising money. We help practice them to be a little more forceful. The big one we work with most of them on, because no one's great at this, is how do you build the board? Some of them are so busy trying to build an organization that they say, I don't have time to build a board. They Finally, they realize the light goes on and we help them figure this out, that building a board is going to help you raise money, coach you, and be sustainable after we're gone. And so we're, these are all the, but every person is good at certain things and not at others. And we're trying to figure that out. It's interesting that you observe that the, a consistent gap is the reluctance to build a board. Why do you think that is? Well, some not, listen, some entrepreneurs are very good at it. And, and some, uh, first of all, most of our entrepreneurs are young. Um, so you're naturally going to people who are older, uh, who can help you. And, and uh, that's sometimes a little uncomfortable. And then second, to build a nonprofit, you're working. Well, you talk about working a lot of hours. These, these, not, these entrepreneurs are working 78 hours a week. And so it takes time to cultivate a relationship with an older person and get them to be involved. And sometimes for a young entrepreneur, it takes a while to realize, I need a coach. Now, if they're coming to Draper Richards Kaplan, that's a good sign. They're basically right. saying, yes, I would like your funding, but I'm open to coaching. Uh, but I think for all of us, uh, I think it's a challenge. To, it takes practice to learn how to build the board. And for every entrepreneur, it's the first time they're doing it in their lives. Yeah. I mean, we get to see it over and over and over again. But if you're an entrepreneur, this is probably the first time you ever did it. You know, it, one of the things that's remarkable about this to me is that with the cast, with the team you have, not just the founders, but your, the other folks on your team, it would be easy for you to think about this as being, we, we are your board, you don't need anyone else, and yet here this is your focus to reach out and build a board around these folks so that they're not relying on you. I think it's a, given who you are, I think it's a remarkable commentary on your lack of ego. Uh, well, and, well, and it's a tribute. We have great managing directors, uh, Jim Bildner, Christy Chen, uh, uh, Tom Fry, uh, Brendan Cullen, uh, uh, Jenny Schilling-Stein, and they are, they at their best realize we need to build capacity. So when we go on the board of a nonprofit, our job is not to be the star of the board. Our job is to be a good board member, but worry about how to build the rest of the board so we can eventually phase off and then have a successful nonprofit after we leave. That's a different way of thinking. And I would argue in the business world, many of us, it takes us a few years to learn. My job is not to be the star of my business necessarily, it's to build others, give credit, build capacity, and that's how you build a big enterprise or a sustainable enterprise. And so we're trying to bring that to the nonprofit world, that thinking. How do uh, nonprofits that would like to participate, that would like to, to be in the program. How do they apply and what are some of the characteristics that you're looking for? Help help them screen themselves a little bit before they before they apply. So for, first of all, we're, that's why we're doing it. We have a website, which is anybody who Googles uh, Draper Richards Kaplan or DRK, you can find us. Uh, and we have, uh, we have a description of everyone we've ever backed and gives you a sense. But what we're looking for ultimately is a leader. We have to have a leader uh, 
who has a aspiration to do something that we believe and they believe, but we have to believe it, is really making an impact. Uh, it has to be a service or a product or something that we think actually is impactful and we have to get it. And I, you know, when they meet with us, we say, yeah, I can see why that, boy, that's, that really adds value to a local community either in the United States or in another country. And then we have to see that they have the capacity to take that concept uh, and to be able to hire people, to learn to delegate. They have to be open to learning. They have to be coachable uh, and the capacity we think to grow. And I think if we have a, a, a purpose with an impact, something distinctive with a leader, we got a heck of a chance. And so if you're out there and you've got that, uh, you know, we'd love to talk to you. Uh, we might tell you you're a little too early. Uh, if you're very well developed, we might tell you you're a little too late for us. But we're sort of in that sweet spot where you have a concept that's that you've tried enough that we can see if it works or not, even on a very small scale. And then we're going to help you take it from point A to point B, even though we we admit we don't know where point A, point B is. Well, it's a remarkable model, and uh, I'm excited to have the opportunity to visit with you about it. Uh, it's just uh, such a great example of the way that money can make a difference in the world when it's thoughtfully deployed. Yes, and the, the thing that's different about us, while the money we, uh, we provide is useful, 100000 a year for three years, it's not earth-shaking amount of money. It's not going to make the difference, but I think what the thing we really add that is maybe even more valuable is coaching, mentoring, and creating a peer group with other entrepreneurs for our, for our fellows where it's cool to be an entrepreneur. They don't feel so alone. They don't feel so isolated. We're really a leadership development learning organization at our best, and I think that's what makes us distinctive. Well, uh, Rob, again, I want to thank you for taking the time to, to join me again. It's been a real pleasure to catch up, and I thank you for your time today and the great work you're doing. Thank you, Devin. We appreciate it very much. All right. Let's do some good. <laughs>